Ag Network On Demand. We've enjoyed being able to provide these programs on more platforms and appreciate you taking the time to listen. This report is brought to you by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, who would like to remind hunters that respecting private landowners and the access they provide is more important than ever. Positive relationships between hunters and landowners impacts all recreationists. It's up to us. Respect access, protect the hunt. Now time for the report. Good morning, everyone. Andy Schwab here from the Northern Ag Network with today's Morning Market Report. The Montana-Dakota Beet Growers Association Board responded to the Sydney Sugars closure yesterday. They say their growers have made every attempt to keep Sydney Sugars a viable operation ever since it was purchased by American Crystal Sugar Company in 2002. However, for 20 years, the board said growers have had to negotiate a new contract every three years on average with those growers or required to take substantial reduction in payments. The latest round of negotiations came last year when acres decreased from nearly 31,000 acres in 2021 to 18,000 acres in 2022, with the Mondack Beet Grower Association saying those producers were told to expect another large cut to the payments, along with continued cuts in the subsequent contracts. Now that full editorial is available to look at on our website. Along with this developing story, Brian Bennett with our sister network, Northern News Network, talked to Sydney Mayor Rick Norby yesterday. The mayor said he anticipates the shutdown to affect their town of 6,000 people along with the tax base. Definitely going to affect our tax base. I mean, there is no question about that. Uh, you know, until we see exactly, we're just going to have to tighten our belts too and see what happens going forward. You know, it's going to affect property values, you name it. There's a domino effect big time. Norby noted employees have said that if they leave before the April 14th layoff time, they will not receive their severance packages. Let's take a quick break and come back with other ag news right after this. Farmers and ranchers work hard, no matter the season. So BNSF never stops working for Montana's farmers and ranchers. Each winter, we face high winds and drifting snow. BNSF takes extra precaution to ensure freight is delivered safely to destination. We prepare for every storm with equipment positioning, people, and resource coverage. A heartfelt thank you to our crews who work tirelessly and relentlessly to move Montana's high-quality products, no matter the season. This is BNSF. Spend a few days in Billingstown. Come to the Mate Show. Look around. Montana Agri-Trade Exposition. It's the Mate Show, February 16th through the 18th at Metro Park. With over 600 booths with the latest ag innovations. Attend presentations, see the bullpen, and get answers to your farm and ranch questions. Plus, enter to win prizes from CMB Operations and Slumberland. For free tickets, visit any Stockman Bank location or themateshow.com. Montana Agri-Trade Exposition. Yesterday kicked off the 2023 Montana Soil Health Symposium in Billings. The day started in the afternoon with a pre-conference grass-to-table panel discussion with mostly Montana producers and business owners. Organizer Marty Thompson told our network's Coulter Brown she was very pleased with the sellout crowd before the symposium even officially kicked off. I was a little worried about it just because we weren't sure that we would that, that was a topic that people wanted to hear, but we sold out with that, had a great panel of one one guy was from uh, Oregon, but a lot of them were just local farmers and ranchers that are direct marketing their meat and ways to do that. And so it was great to hear the different ideas that people are doing. The two-day event continues on today with McKinsey, North Dakota rancher Jerry Doan leading off the keynote address at 9.15 this morning. 
Well, following the diagnosis of a fourth premises of the equine herpes virus 1 or EHV1 in Flathead County, the Department of Livestock has quarantined an equine event and boarding facility and is extending the recommendation for limiting travel and canceling events in the valley that brings horses from multiple sources together through February 17th. Montana State Veterinarian Dr. Marty Zalewski said they recognize a substantial disruption when an event or facility is quarantined. However, previous measures have have not stopped additional cases. They say horse owners who have attended events in the Flathead Valley recently should monitor their animals for fever or development of any neurological signs for the next two weeks after their last travel. Let's take a break and shift gears into the ag markets right after this. Safflower growers, are you attending the Mate Show February 16th to the 18th in Billings? J.G. Boswell Company is looking to partner with Montana Safflower Growers. Farming since 1925, J.G. Boswell owned and operated an oil mill plant in Corcoran, California. Producing edible grade high oleic safflower oil, they are looking to secure additional safflower seed from Montana growers to fulfill their oil mill production capacity. Visit their booth or contact J.G. Boswell partner at United Grains, Blake Brawley, 406-750-2872, about grower meetings during the Mate. Both the live cattle and feeder cattle markets closed lower after charging higher throughout Monday's complex as traders seem to have hit the pause button for the cattle contracts on Tuesday. For feeders specifically, the combination of sharply higher feeder cattle prices throughout the countryside amid a lower corn complex will likely lead the contracts to higher prices later this week. Now, it's extremely supportive also to see the box beef prices getting a little bit of support as they are, as not only is this February usually a tough month for demand, but it also means that these backers may see a little more margin than expected, potentially turning into more profits in the active cash cattle market for the producers. As you can imagine, though, the cash cattle market it didn't receive too much attention as it's still pretty early in the week to trade and some bids may be beginning to get offered on Wednesday. However, trade will likely wait until Thursday or even potentially Friday this week. Another big market that we kept a close eye on yesterday was the Pays Blue Ribbon 2 sale yesterday. The annual sale saw very good demand for the bread cows as two to four-year-old bread mamas set to calve in the very near future range 18 and a quarter up to $2,300, while the middle-aged mamas also were in their third trimester not lagging too far behind them, anywhere from $16.50 ahead up to $20.75 on the full range. Those prices are actually roughly about $200 to $300 stronger than they were in the December sale, while those bread cows deemed as short-term were up three to $400 from the first test two months ago. That certainly could have been due to the higher coal cow market that is on the rise along with set to calve in the next month or so. Well, we need to take a quick break, but we're going to wrap up with the grain markets right after this. Wheat futures ended a mixed day of trading with Kansas City winter wheat still being the bullish stalwart of the wheat markets, closing higher for the eighth time in the past 10 days. A combination of dry weather and more than one freeze event has certainly impacted yield potential in the hard red winter wheat areas, especially for the state of Kansas. Now for the Chicago soft red wheat and the Minneapolis spring wheat futures, well, they finished with some modest losses on the day with little news to drive their markets. For the row crops, they kept with that pattern of lower highs as March corn continued to slide down to test the 20-day moving average on Tuesday, breaking below it by the closing bell. Now, traders are cautious ahead of today's World Ag Supply and Demand Estimates report, which, as mentioned earlier, is not a big market mover. The focus of the report, of course, will likely be the changes to Argentina corn and soybean production crops following their months-long drought. 
As we turn to the prices, we hop on the cash grain train to Portland as we stop at the 12 Pro winter wheat first, with them adding a dime on Tuesday, 1011 to 1021, while the 14 Pro spring wheat pretty well steady with their single bid of 997. From the Northern Ag Network, I'm Mendy Schwab.